Hey guys, I hope that you enjoyed worship. I know that I did. Um, I hope that uh, you're commenting below and you're engaging. Today, guys, I want to share a special message with you that the Lord has laid on my heart. I hope that uh, I hope that it ministers to you in the way that it ministered to me while I was preparing it. I want to talk to you today for a little while on the subject of peace in crisis. Peace in crisis. Today, I want to start uh, by asking you what is going to seem to be like an, an odd question. I want to ask you this question. I'm going to stand up if that's okay. There are some things I need to warn you about uh, that's going to happen today before I even get in the message. Uh, I got to the church today, and uh, I, I, it's funny. I actually said, God, help me, uh, help this to be a great service and help this to, to work out fine. And I picked up my iPad to make sure I, was, I could look at my notes and and start working on my notes, and guess what happened? Uh, I opened my iPad and started going over it, and I realized my iPad was dead. And so today, I am going old school with some paper notes. And so there are two things I need to warn you about before we even get into this message. One, I'm gonna probably walk around a little bit. I'm gonna try not to uh, run my camera guys crazy or drive them crazy. And you're going to see something that, my, that if you come to Restoration Church and you've seen me uh, preach with normal notes before, you're going to see me periodically do that. <laughs> and it's because uh, I don't like a lot of loose paper on my table. And so I'm going to, once I finish a page, it's gone. And so this, this is a challenge for you. You can be looking for the last page and you'll know when the sermon's getting ready to end. Anyways, today guys, I want to talk to you for a little while on the subject of peace in crisis. Uh, it's not a secret that we are in a tumultuous time. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of things people are worried about. And the church's job is to provide answers. The church's job is, we don't have all the answers, but we do know the main answer is Jesus. Our main hope, our main answer, the church has to preach Jesus. And so I want to ask you a question. You may It may seem a little odd to you at first, uh, but this is the question. Is it still flying? Is it still flying? It sounds crazy, doesn't it? Well, test pilots have a litmus test for evaluating problems. When something goes wrong, they ask, is the plane still flying? Because if the plane is still flying, then it's not an immediate issue. It's not an immediate danger. And so they don't have to panic. There's a few things that we learn from this. Uh, one, you can think first and then act without acting before thinking. There's a temptation to always do something. On the Apollo 12, when it took off, it was hit by lightning. And as it was hit by lightning, uh, all the gauges, all the lights on the gauges went off. They start blinking and they started going crazy. And the astronauts, they said, man, I just wanted to do something. But the smartest thing is what they did. They just waited. They asked the question, the litmus test. They, they gave the the situation the litmus test. Is it still flying? Are we still heading in the right direction? They looked around. Yes, they were still heading towards the moon. So you know what they did? They started working one light at a time, one problem at a time. And, and one by one, they were able to eliminate all of the issues that the lightning strike had caused. And so they did something very important. They thought first, and then they acted. You know, the last few weeks, I can absolutely say that the dash lights, the check engine lights of my life have been going on or going off. If you were to look across the panel of, or, the, or the instrument cluster, I think is what it's called on 
the, uh, the dashboard of my life, uh, I would probably say that there's some lights that are blinking, uh, like many of you. You know, I'm at home, I'm trying to do a full-time job, my wife is trying to take care of a full-time job, and we're having to homeschool kids, and we're having to do things differently than we've ever done. There are definitely some dash lights going off. But that's just surface level stuff. You know, you also have things of, how will I care for my family? If my job shuts down, maybe your job has already shut down, and you're thinking, how will I care for my family? Pastors are thinking, see, there it goes, right there, bam. <laughs> Pastors are thinking, how will my church survive? Maybe you pastor a small church, or maybe you pastor a large church. People don't think about this. They say, well, it's a big church, so they must have lots of money. No, it just means they have big bills, okay? And so pastors are thinking, how's the church going to survive financially? How am I going to care for my sheep? How are we going to stay connected? How am I going to keep the wolf out of the, uh, out of the sheep house? You know, pastors are worried. For that matter, how will my family survive? <laughs> Come on, somebody. Uh, how will my family survive if we stay cooped up in this house for too much longer? Woo, Lord, I, I hope there's some amens in the comment section right now because I'm telling you, I, I have so much appreciation for teachers right now. And for those at my, my, at my wife's preschool, I thank you so much because I have considered uh, adoption. And I don't mean bringing more kids into my home. I mean giving my kids away And for, some, for a lot of us, we ask, what, what happens beyond COVID-19? How do I begin to put my life back together? How do I work on restoring what has been broken? What, what comes after COVID-19? I wish I could tell you that I've operated in faith, but I can't. Well, let me, let me restate that. I wish I could tell you that I've operated in perfect faith where I never once questioned God's ability to take care of me or my family through this situation. But honestly, I think all of us have had moments where we wonder, God, is, do you got me? We need to talk about what does it mean to have peace in crisis? The question that we all need to ask ourselves today, and I've had to ask myself, is, is this thing still flying? I know that it seems like the world is falling apart, but you know what? Here you are. You're here on Facebook today. You're watching me preach to you. You're watching me share the Word of God. I'm about to give you a lot of scriptures. And this is what I got to tell you. You are here. You've not given up. You are here. You got family. You got friends. You got oxygen. You got a home. And you must have internet because you're watching me. Is this thing still flying? I would say that it is. So I would also say to you, don't let the fear of what could happen dominate your thoughts. You know where your mind goes, that's where your spirit's probably going to go, that's where your body's going to go, and you don't need to let fear run your life. No, you serve a God that's bigger than any disease. You serve a God that's bigger than any virus, and you don't have to let the enemy take control of your mind. No, you, you can decide and say, you know what, I plead the blood over my mind, I plead the blood over my house, I plead the blood over my family, and you don't have to let fear uh, uh, drive your thoughts or your actions. Don't let fear of what could happen dominate anything in your life. Instead, I challenge you to operate in faith. And I know that sounds easy. This is a tension that we're facing. Whenever we're facing loss of income, when we're facing uh, sick family members, when we're facing even the thought of, what if I spread the disease? And that's something I, I probably haven't even talked about a whole lot yet in my videos. 
is there's this real fear of those who are trying to help. They're going into hospitals and they're going into clinics and they're trying to help people and they have potentially this fear of what happens if I carry the virus around and I infect someone. You know what? Those are things that may never happen. And you may be worried about a lot of things that may never happen. I release you from that. Let go of the fear of things that haven't happened yet. I don't know the statistics, but I think it's around 80% of the things that we stress out about never actually take place. The best thing you can do right now, right now, if you got a neighbor, look to him and say, the best thing you can do is take it one light at a time. Just like those astronauts on Apollo 12. Don't freak out. I know you want to do something. I know you want to take action. I know you want to, I know you want to fix it, but I want to challenge you. Take one light at a time. You may not be able to fix everything, but just take one light at a time. Take one worry at a time, and don't try to eat the whole elephant right now. Because I know if, if, if fear were an elephant, it would be a humongous elephant for some of us. Don't try to eat the whole elephant at one time. Just take one light at a time, one problem at a time, and give that, give that problem to the Lord. Thankfully, God has given us lots of Scripture as it pertains to having peace in crisis. And that's what I want to spend time on today. And uh, John 16, says, and so if you're right, if you're taking notes, you got paper, I want you to be taking notes, okay? First, I want you to write this down. I'm going to give you some things you can do to have peace in crisis. First, trust his word. I know it's simple. I know it sounds so easy. Listen to this. John 16, 33. I have told you these things. This is Jesus talking. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Listen to that again. Jesus says, I have told you these things so that you may have peace. You know what that tells me? He goes on to say, he says, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. You know what this tells me? It all starts with me trusting what Jesus has said. This whole journey, this whole a bit, the whole, uh, my ability to have peace in Christ hinges on whether or not I can simply trust His Word. I want you to pick up your Bible. I've got my Bible. This is my, this is my preaching right here. I want you to pick up your Bible or your phone if you use your app. And uh, I want you to understand that this Word was given for you so that you can have peace in every crisis of your life. This, this, this Bible is not meant to collect books. It's not just some old relic. It has the answers to life within the pages of this bound word. You don't need, uh, you know what? You need the news. You need, to know, you need to be informed about what's going on. But more than you need another press conference, you need to get the Bible in your life. You need to be building your faith by, list, by reading and listening and hearing the word of God. The, while the world is screaming about fear, you can speak from a place of faith if you trust the word of Jesus and the word of God. This word is given because Jesus knew we would have trouble. This whole word was bound together so that we would know the will of God and we could know the nature of God. You need the Bible in your life. 
You need to be reading your Bible at this point more than maybe even ever before in your life. You need to know what the Word of God says. You need to know about Psalms 23 where it says He'll guide you beside still waters. You need to know that God is for you and not against you. You need to know that you are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. You need to know the Word. The problem with some of us is we know the press conference information better than we know the Word of God. Thankfully, Jesus has overcome the world, but that only helps us if we choose to trust His Word. So first thing is simply trust His Word. Second thing, I want you to write this down. Pray for peace. Pray for peace. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says this. Do not be anxious. Again, that's Philippians 4, 6 through 7. It should be on the screen below. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and peace of God, remember, peace in crisis, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will, look to your neighbor and say, will, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Here's some things about prayer that we need to understand. When we're talking about peace in crisis, it automatically requires that we have a prayer life. You see, prayer is the answer for anxiety. Prayer is the answer for depression. Prayer is what connects us to the heart of God. Prayer connects us to the will of God. We're able to pray, and, he, and what the Holy Spirit does in that moment is He takes our fears, and He throws them out, and He replaces them with what His will says, with what His heart says, with what His Word says, and in that moment, it's like you're crawling into the lap of your Father, because later on in the Bible, it even says we can call God our Abba, our Daddy. Whenever we go to the Lord in prayer, we can have peace in the middle of crisis because He wraps us up. Reminds us it's going to be okay. Prayer eases the tension in our minds and in our spirits. Prayer eases the tensions in our minds and in our spirits because we live in this world watching all these press conferences and looking at all of these reports and looking at what the left says and what the right says and what the middle says and what that doctor says and what this nurse says and what that preacher says. Well, let me tell you what this preacher says. Stop. Get the information that's pertinent. But don't let the information that you gather from the world around you be in a greater quantity than the Spirit of God that you're, that you're receiving into your spirit. Don't, don't get to a point where you are watching more news and getting more information than you're getting revelation from the Word of God and from the Spirit of God. Don't get caught in this fear trap because I don't care what channel you're watching right now, fear sells. People always say that sex sells. Well, I'll tell you this, on CNN and Fox News and all these other places, fear sells as well. Division sells as well. They are making money off of us and our fearful watching. Don't give in to that. Get the information that you need and then go to the Word of God in prayer. Don't let fear run your life. Prayer bring, And this is why. Prayer brings presence which produces peace. Prayer brings presence, the presence of God, and that presence produces peace. This peace guards your heart like a shield. This peace... The peace of God that comes from the presence of God. 
It guards your heart and it guards your mind like a shield. I, I, I used to play football, so I think of the center who would snap the ball and would immediately have to block the linebackers or the nose guard or the tackles uh, against or, or, and protect the quarterback. You see, what the Word of God does and, the, and what prayer does is it's like a shield in front of us as the enemy is throwing his fiery darts. The, pray, the prayer and the Word of God becomes a shield against them. Presence. Third thing I want you to write down is this. Presence produces peace. I know I just said this, but I want you to write it in your notes as something else, having a, a way to have peace in crisis. Presence produces peace. You see, the presence of God is a reassuring factor in the middle of crisis. Let me tell you why. God told Jacob, as Jacob began his journey back to Esau, he said, I'm going to go with you. God told Joshua, as he was getting ready to take the place of Moses and go into the promised land, he, God told Joshua that he would go with him. God told Moses that he would go with him to Pharaoh. Told Abraham he would go with him into the promised land. And God told David that he would be with him in all of the battles that he would go into. Knowing God is going with us and his presence is going to surround us, it reassures us that everything is going to be okay. And I need to tell some people this. It's going to be okay. God is going with you. He goes before you. He's sending his angels to surround you. It's going to be okay. This is my prayer for you today, that God would invade your home. I pray, God, that I pray that his spirit would invade your home. I pray that it would invade your family. I pray that it would even surround your heart right now. I pray that the peace of God that surpasses all understanding would guard your heart. That's my prayer for you. See, here's the truth. And this is the fourth thing. We must let the peace of Christ rule our hearts. I'm going to say that again. We have to let, we have to allow the peace of Christ to rule our hearts. I preached a message a while back that said, talk yourself into it. And essentially, I was preaching a message about faith and speaking against fear. Today, I want to tell you something different. Talk yourself out of it or, or, or stop talking yourself out of it. Uh, I need to fix that real quick. Stop talking yourself out of it. It's like you'll, you'll pray and you'll feel better. You'll get in your Bible and you'll feel better and then you'll go into the world and the enemy will whisper things to you and you'll get fearful. Stop talking yourself out of it. It's going to be all right. Let the peace of Christ govern your heart. And let it be the deciding factor. There it goes, bam. Let it be the deciding factor in the way that you make decisions and the way that you move forward. Getting ready to close. Romans 8, 6 builds on that idea and it says this. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit. The mind governed by the Spirit is life and it's peace. We're talking about having peace in the middle of crisis. A mind that is governed by the Spirit of God will have peace. I heard the other day that people were getting new prescriptions, Xanax and 
whatever else. Maybe that's you. I don't know. Maybe you need it, but um, not, not degrading that at all. But I tell you, the mind that is governed by the Spirit of God has access to supernatural peace, even in the middle of crisis. Paul would later say that God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind, a peaceful mind. Our ability to walk in the peace of God hinges on something. It hinges on whether or not we will trust God's plan. It hinges on whether or not we believe that God is both good and great. He's good in that He has what's best for us and He knows what's best for us and He will act in a way that reveals and produces what's best for us, but He's great in that He can do anything and everything. Do we believe? Do you believe? that God is both good and great. Today I know that you have lots of things on your mind. I know that there are probably a lot of reasons for you to worry, stress out. I know. I'm with you. I, I, I told you at the beginning of the sermon that uh, I, I have not wa- walked in perfect faith throughout this whole situation. In fact, that's an ongoing issue I have in my life is having to purposefully choose faith over fear. And so I I feel you. I'm with you. I understand probably better than you realize that I do. But guys, we have to allow God's plan and His Spirit to govern our hearts and our lives. I know that we live in a tumultuous time, but this is the question I leave with you today. Is this thing still flying is this thing still flying and the answer is more than likely for most of us yes still eating still driving to work and school as as I can still paying my bills still have my family still have friends more most importantly I'm still able to worship so there may be lots of lights going off on the dashboard But is this thing still flying? Yeah. It's still flying. And so that means there may be imminent danger. That doesn't mean that you are in immediate danger. So I want you to do something that I told you to do last week. I want you to do it again. I want you to take a breath. Let out the stress. Let out the worry. And replace it with fear. Keep your faith in God not man. Man will fail you. I want you to seek presence more than press conferences. Seek the presence of God. And what you're going to find there is perfect peace. You may say, Pastor Jay, what does that even mean? How do I seek the presence of God? Well, you start by turning the TV off. And you bow your head. And maybe you turn on some worship music, but you get your Bible out. And you just start having an honest conversation with God. God, I need you. God, I don't even know how to pray. This is, Look, whenever I learned how to pray, this is what I said. I, I literally said, God, I don't know how to pray, but I know I'm supposed to. And I know I want to talk to you, so God, teach me. 
promise you. The Bible says, seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be open to you. God is not running from you. He wants to run to you. In order to have peace in crisis, guys, you're going to have to submit your thoughts. You're going to have to submit your thoughts to the will and the governing power of the Holy Spirit. And he's going to replace that fear with faith. And so, guys, what I want to do today is I want to pray for you. If you have... Um, if you have a specific thing that you'd like me to remember, you can place that in the comment section below, and I will absolutely do that. But I specifically want to pray right now for those who need peace in the middle of this crisis. I want to pray for you that the peace of God would fall over your home. I'm going to do that right now. Father, thank you so much for your grace. And in fact, I know this may seem weird to you, but this is what we would do at church. If this is you and you need to receive peace in your life, I just want you to lift your hands. And you may not even have normally done that, but right now you're at home and you don't have to worry about people looking at you crazy. If you need the peace of God to surround your life, I just want you to lift your hands and receive it. Father God, I pray right now. I thank you for the blood of Jesus. I thank you for the reassurance that we have in the Word of God. And I thank you for the blood that has covered us and redeemed us and, and has grafted us into the vine. And now we can call you Father, Daddy. Father, I pray for your children right now. I pray for peace to surround them. I pray for the peace of God to cover them, Lord God. I pray for the grace of God to carry them, Lord God. I speak against the spirit of fear. I know it's trying to run rampant, but I plead the blood over these families that are watching this right now. I speak against the spirit of fear in the name of Jesus. I break the shackles of fear in the name of Jesus. And I pray that peace would fall in their home. Father, for those that are looking at real financial struggles, the ones that are looking at real health issues, God, and their lives are being very much affected by what's going on. I just speak peace. I speak peace, God. Father, I pray for your church that we, that we would be agents of peace and not chaos. We love you, God, and we thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name. Hey, look, guys. Today, the, the perfect way to have peace is to know Jesus. And so if you've been watching this live stream and you know that your relationship with Jesus is not what it should be, I want you to comment below or you can inbox me personally and I'd love to have a conversation with you to make sure that your relationship with Jesus is exactly where it needs to be. I love you guys. I'm praying for you. I cannot wait to actually have you in service. It's going to be an amazing Sunday whenever we're able to get back together again. I'll see you soon. Y'all be blessed.